Hey there, and welcome to Unabashed You. We're here to encourage you to become who you already are through inspiring conversations with extraordinary everyday people like you and me. We have courage to show up in our own lives, believing in ourselves more, unapologetic for who we are. Feeling generous? Consider leaving a review, subscribing, and or sharing episodes. It matters. That algorithm is a real thing, and we do this with support from you. Find us at unabashedyou.com for episodes, blogs, social media links, and to be on our email list. When in doubt, type in unabashedyou to find us. And now for the woman who can't wait to know just a little bit more about you, Rochelle Condi now. To the women listening, there are so many fears we can be struggling with as women, thinking we're not good enough, feeling less than, plagued by self-doubt, and not knowing how to step forward with courage. Consider UI Coaching to learn the strategies to take your life into the next chapter with confidence. Reach out through our website and become more of who you already are. Now, on with the show. She likes to do something that scares her just a little bit every day. This week's guest, Kelly Robinson, noticed she was stuck in the comfort zone. Going to networking events was challenging as she hung out at the cheese table, not really wanting to take the risk and walk up to a stranger to introduce herself. What did they think? Was she bothering them? She decided it was time to get over it. So she did. That's where the choice to do things differently changed her life completely. Hello, Kelly, and welcome to the show. Welcome to the podcast. Thank you so much for having me. It's a pleasure. I'm so grateful. I I love, uh, you know, there are lots of good things about technology. And one of them is that you can really connect with people all over. And uh, we got connected and now we're going to be on each other's podcast, which I think is really cool. Yeah. And um, it's like, I wouldn't know about you. You wouldn't know about me had we not had this thing in common, which is the internet. And in our case, um, uh, Instagram is what kind of uh, ultimately led to our connection. So thank you so much for showing up. And I can't wait to learn more about you because having looked over your your feed and everything, it just looks like you're a go-getter. You're, you're out there doing the stuff and you want to you know, help on and empower other women, which I think is is so wonderful with it. You know, there's really no room or time for, you know, competitiveness and pettiness and all that. It just life is way too short, right? I agree. And thank you for having me. It's an absolute honor. I love everything you're doing and bravo. I mean, I (laughs) think people like you a lot. Yeah. Thank you, Kelly. That is so kind. And right back at you. All right. Is there anything you want the listeners to know as we start here? Um, well, I mean, we can give my, my information at the end, but whatever you want to do. Okay, let's get started. All right. So what three words would you use to describe yourself? Oh, gosh. Um, you know, it's funny. I I would say I'm, I'm empathetic. Mm, That's a good Um, one. Which can be a good thing and a bad thing, right? You have kind of more painful, don't you find? 
it can be because you you feel other people's pain, but it can also yes. be tough because you try to see the good in everyone. And sometimes people try and take advantage of that. And so what I've learned is that mm. you really have to maintain your boundaries. Yes. Good point. Really good so, point. And that's hard for an empath to do, but I've learned to do it. And life is so much better with boundaries. <laughs> um, oh my gosh. Yes. Yeah, so much yeah. better. So I guess empathetic, um, driven, mm-hmm. and, um, honest. I, oh. I I really pride myself on trying to be honest, even if it even if it's hard to mm-hmm. be honest in, in a specific mm-hmm. moment. I just feel like it's always the best policy. Right, exactly. Then you don't have to remember what you said. I mean, there's there are so many reasons to be truthful, and and I I feel like. You connect more, at least I do, with people that who come forth as authentic. And part of that being authentic is being truthful and being like, oh, my day's not that great. I'm not feeling that great. I'm not feeling it today or whatever it is. That's, you know, for me, a far better experience than, oh, everything's fine. Everything's fine. Of course, there's a place where you don't want to just unleash, you know, everything, (laughs) everything. All the this stuff, right? <laughs> <laughs> exactly. But, you know, just being real in the moment, I think, um, you know, it just, it's so much more compelling. I agree. I agree. I mean, I used to try, I tried more to, I mean, I've always been honest. If I told a lie when I was a kid, my father would make me write. I will always tell the truth like a oh. thousand times in a notebook wow. over and over and over again. So it's always been something that's been instilled in me. But, you know, I, it, you know, I've found myself, in, especially in the past, not necessarily lying, but just not being forward enough because I didn't want to hurt somebody's feelings. Mm-hmm. Now, you know, mm-hmm. if I think I'm going to hurt somebody's feelings, I just don't say anything at all. But um, if somebody asks me directly what I think, I'm honest with them, but I do, I try and do it in an empathetic and kind way. Mm-hmm. That makes a really big difference doing it in a kind way. I mean, if, you know, friends got some outfit on and then they're like, what do you think? You're like, oh my gosh, how do I say, you know, <laughs> you know, it, it becomes uh, challenging because I, I, I think you really hit something right there when you said, you don't want to hurt somebody else's feelings. And so that becomes, oh, how do I, you know, present this, especially if they've asked you the question, how do I do that in a way that is is kind and dignified? I think in that situation, I would probably be like, you know what, you're so beautiful, but let's try it this way. <laughs> That's <laughs> good. <laughs> you know, and just offer another option. Right. That's very good. Oh, I like that. That's really good. Okay. I can, I can just sense. So you and I could just talk for days and not, yeah, run out of, <laughs> not, not run out of anything to talk about. All right. Two truths and a lie. Have you ever played this before? You say three things about yourself and I try to figure out uh, which one of those is the lie. I think the last time I played it was in college. <laughs> perfect. Perfect. Okay. So you still get the concept. Okay. Great. Yeah. So hit me with three statements. I'll see if I what what you come up with. Okay. Um, so I was I was an actress for the majority of my young life, um, up through my twenties. I was a childhood 
singer. Um, and I was hit by a car when I was 10 years old. Ooh. Okay. This is interesting because you've, you've gone into the past, which is it. I, I love this because I feel like it's so, it's such a fun um, peek into somebody, you know, all of yours are um, when you were younger. So that, that right there is really fun. Uh, the first two are talk about your performing time. You were an actress, you were a singer, and then hit by a car when you were 10, obviously not, you know, that's not a good one. I mean, that's a sad one. And, but, and, and, and I was starting to like, hmm, wonder about hit by a car. And then you added the 10 years. So that made me go, hmm, well, she could have been hit by a car when she was nine, when she was 11. You know, we, we get that. So here's, here's, that's the beginning of my thought process. So this is what I think. I think you were an actress. You're, you're very, uh, you come across very, you know, confident and you're beautiful. And I could just see you acting on stage. I could see you singing, even if maybe you weren't like the, the lead in the musical, you're, you're up there singing with everyone else. Or maybe you've got the fun little supporting role. I don't know, but I can totally see that. And the hit by a car, I hope that's not true, but I think that's a lie because I think it maybe happened, but when you were at a different age. So I'm going with hit by the car at 10 as the lie. You nailed it. I was never <laughs> hit by a car. <laughs> you were, oh, thank God. Thank God. My okay. was, and he survived, okay. but I was not. <laughs> oh my gosh. Okay, good, good. Well, oh, good, good. Nobody wants to have that as part of their history, getting hit by no. a car. Oh my gosh. Was, okay. You know what? I was put on the spot, which is great. I love that. But I, I, I just had to kind of pull pull something. <laughs> yeah, you did great. You did real great. Um. Yeah. So you, you say you, were you in musicals growing up? Cause there, there you've got the singer or, or was it separate? You were acting, but then you also did like, uh, you know, covers in a band or whatever. Both. I did both. I was a singer. I was trained in the Vakai, which is Italian opera. Um, wow. I didn't really mostly opera, but um, it's a good, you know, way to build your, your voice and your muscle. Um, wow. and become a more powerful singer and hit the notes and control your voice. Um, unfortunately, when I was, I think, 19 or 20, I ended up with nodules on my vocal cords. You know what the Adele has and, you know, that we're right, right. So I had to have surgery to get rid of them. And I went to the top doctor for it, but my voice was never the same. And he told oh. me your voice may never be the same. So I haven't sung since then. Um, but it was it was a fun past time. Right, right. So you you really cherish that as a part of your past, which is wonderful. Yeah, I mean, I still like yeah, sometimes sing in the shower. Although I, I was going to ask you like if you that. sing in the shower. <laughs> I hope you sing in the shower or in the car or wherever, wherever. <laughs> sometimes in the shower, it doesn't sound very good, though. Let me tell you. But the shower makes things sound better. The acoustics are great in the shower. Oh, aren't they though? <laughs> You know, I really appreciate, Kelly, that you, the way that you are viewing the fact that you had this beautiful voice as a really great, you know, blessing, something you really cherished from before. It was a gift for that part of your life. And you're not sitting in the lane of, 
you know, resentment or bitterness or what have you, you, you were thankful for that time. And I think that is something that's really um, just a really healthy and wondrous way to look at things. Thank you. Gosh, yes, absolutely. Okay, so our next uh, get to know you question is one of your favorite movies of all time. Oh, gosh. I mean, I love, I probably would probably be canceled now, maybe. I love the Big Lebowski. I love that movie. It's just so kitschy and fun and campy. And I always loved Philip Seymour Hoffman's small roles that were just so impactful. Right. And, and um, yeah, I just, I the cast, it was just such a funny movie. I watched it every year. Um, it's one of my favorites. I mean, I have much more dramatic favorites, but that's just a light and fun one. Right, exactly. And and those tend to be ones you can see, you can see again, because some of the ones that are big and dramatic and especially being an empath, ones that move you so much, you're like, I can't, I can't, I can't, even though I loved it at the time, I can't revisit it every year. It's too much. Yeah. Wow. Okay. Exactly. I think we're we're probably pretty similar in that way. And now a person that inspires you, somebody that inspires you. There are so many people that inspire me. Um, it's hard to choose one. You know, and here, let me, let me like kind of put a little caveat in this. This is just somebody you're thinking of now. It's not yeah. like this one person is the be all end all. And I, no one else inspires me. It's like, we're inspired by so many people. Who's somebody you want to share with us today? You know, I have to say my mother. Oh, wonderful. Um, and while my father was also an inspiration, my mother is still here. And she inspires me every day because mm. she has so much energy. And she does so many different things. And she's so good at everything she does. But she's <laughs> the most humble person. And she also is the type of person that if somebody's not feeling well, she she she'll spend five hours cooking them a meal oh. while she's got a million other things to do and a full-time job. That's really crazy. Wow! And you know, she's just got a great group of friends and she's such a good friend and she's such a good mom and she's such a supportive mom. And she, she's also an empathetic person and mm. she just really tries to see the good in people, you know, I, I, my mom is so inspiring for me. Wow. I Just the way you described her, she sounds incredible. What a wonderful, wonderful woman. I mean, honestly, you, you, the way you've described her, you, you could not have asked for more. And the fact that it sounds like you're very close and, and she continues to, you know, influence you and inspire you. And I, I think that's just incredible. That's wonderful. Yeah. She's also really strong. She's been through a lot in her life and she's still, a happy, positive person. Oh, wow. And, you know, I, I'm just like, she's very strong and I admire her strength, but she's also soft and vulnerable. She's oh. not tough, you know? Right, right, right. Oh my gosh. Well, she just sounds wonderful. I I, I wish she, she were on the call too. I want to <laughs> say hi. You did such a good job in raising Kelly clearly and clearly you are an amazing woman. Good for you. Yay. Thank you. Have you had her on your podcast? I haven't had her on my podcast yet, but um, she was kind enough to let me auction her off at, as a date with Mrs. Robinson for a charity <laughs> I did many years ago. 
Um, and we ended up raising the most money oh. in New York for this charity because everybody bid on a date with Mrs. Robinson. Oh. My dad was around at the time and he thought it was hilarious. And my manager at the time won. Oh. <laughs> it never happened, you know, but it was oh. just, and she was a good sport. Oh, wonderful. Oh, well, just give her a big hello from me. I just, I really like, uh, love hearing. Yeah. I love hearing that about, uh, moms. Yeah. Um, okay. And now a piece of wisdom you keep handy. This is our last get to know you question. So I, I think even if you're having a tough day or something bad happens, I think it's always important to remember what you do have and be grateful for it because that can change your whole day. It can change your whole attitude, your whole perspective. So every time something happens that's difficult for me, I remind myself of something that I'm grateful for Mm. because I think Mm -hmm. that it's just, you know, it just puts you in a different mindset. Oh my gosh, that is so true. And right before I got on this call, I was reading about sort of that very notion that, you know, ordinary things, some of the things that we do on a, that we consider mundane or not really all that exciting or whatever really are, um, you know, if you take that thought process, carry it through, like, I'm grateful I have dishes to be able to put in the dishwasher. I'm grateful I have a home. I'm grateful I have food. And you're right. It really, it does shift things. It does change things. And that is really, I think, you know, really one of the, if not the best way to live in that place of of gratitude, right? I think so. I also think it's important to do something that scares you every day. (laughs) But not too much, right? Not too much. And, you know, it was hard for me to actually wrap my head around that concept for a long time. But I finally started doing it. And the possibilities are endless when you do something that that scares you a little bit. Okay. I like the little bit caveat because I think, you know, yes, there, there are things that like are almost like a non-negotiable, like, you know, I'm really not going to jump out of an airplane. I mean, I think it's great for other people, but there is zero part of me that actually wants to do that or to say I have done that. So that is not, that is not on the list. But no, I, hear, I agree with yeah. you. <laughs> and it's funny that you said that exact thing because I was thinking you don't have to jump out of a plane. Yes. Yeah. But some people really, that's really on their bucket list. And that's great. That's great. That's just not on mine. Okay. So do you actually, like, I, I love unpacking this a little bit so that do something that scares you every day. Do you, are you like intentional in that? Like, oh, it's been three days and I haven't done anything. Or is it just kind of something that, you, you kind of keep in your mind like, oh, yeah, that's kind of a little scary. And I am going to go ahead and give that a try. I mean, look, I'm human. I try to do it every single day. Um, it's always on my mind. I think it depends on the situation that I'm in. For a really long time, I had such a hard time networking. Uh. If I was throwing the party, I could work the room and be happy and outgoing and an extrovert. But if I wasn't throwing the party and I was going by myself, Mm. it was hard for me to just walk up to somebody and introduce myself. I could, I was, I was afraid I would be the person standing at the cheese table, eating (laughs) all the cheese, you know, getting to know the person who was putting the cheese out. 
and I wouldn't meet anybody or, or get anywhere. And so, you know, a couple of months ago, I said to myself, you have to get over this. You have to just go up and say hello. Like you don't have to, you just, you just have to do it. And so I finally got out of my comfort zone and started doing it. And I've met so many amazing people. Oh my God. They didn't reject me like I was afraid they would, you know? Right, right. And that is such a good point. Right. I think we're, we are so fearful sometimes of other people and what we think or perceive their reaction might be to us that we then stay sort of stuck. We don't even take the risk. Yeah. And I think for me, I mean, I dealt with rejection my whole life and in my former career. So I'm kind of like a, okay, next type of person if I get a door closed in my face. Um, but I think it, it for me, it was more like, am I going to bother this person? Or You know what I mean? Because <laughs> as an empath, right. I'm like, I don't want to bother them. Right, right. Well, and so you you have, you've taken that risk and you've put yourself out there a little more and you have found that it has been, you know, probably a little challenging, but then also very fulfilling. Life-changing. Oh, life-changing. Yeah. I love that. Okay. That's fantastic. That's going to take us into our deep dive, which is the thing that you're really passionate about. You've got a lot of great things going on. Um, I mentioned you have a podcast, um, Kelly Minds Her Manners, an M-A-N-O-R-S, as right. in a play on the fact that you're in real estate. So tell us, because, you know, real estate people, I feel like, oh, my gosh, talk about rejection and having to put a lot of hours in and not necessarily getting the guarantee. Um, you got to really kind of put yourself out there. So tell us kind of a little bit about your, your passion for this. You know, I fell into real estate. It wasn't something I chose to do forever. And then I fell into it and I fell in love. Uh, um, I've always loved homes. I've always uh, looking at homes. I used to circle them in the paper when I was a kid. <laughs> and asked my parents if we could go to open houses, and they were like, "Absolutely not. <laughs> we're not buying the house. We're not going to annoy the neighbors." And um, I've always loved interior design, and and I've always been energetic to the point where sitting behind a desk all day long would not really be a good career for me. Right. So I think real estate was just um, perfect in, in those senses. You know, my passion for it is more about the people that I work with mm-hmm. and finding them something or selling something for them and getting them a great return on their investment or, you know, uh, giving them the best advice I can. You know, I I try to do what's in their best interests at all times because I need to sleep at night. Um, And I think it's so important to be a relationship-oriented broker rather than a transactional broker. I mean, there are people that I've worked with for six years before they bought a home. And you know what? I gained such a wonderful friendship out of it. And that's okay. You know what I mean? But there are, there's a stigma in my industry and it's there for a reason. And it's because most people are transactional, but that keeps you on the hamster wheel. Mm. It doesn't allow you to build relationships where people are loyal to you for 18 years. Wow. So is that how long you've been in the industry is 18 years? Wow. 
Well, that's incredible. And obviously you've seen lots and lots of changes and ups and downs throughout that time. And I'm sure more to come because that's just how it goes, right? Wonderful. Wow. Okay. And um, so you, uh, listener, you're you're in New York, correct? Yeah. And so you're selling in... Am I interested? And a little bit of Brooklyn. And I'm actually expanding my team down to Miami. Wow. So how to tell us how that came about? Um, I've been going down to Miami a lot and spending a ton of time down there since before the pandemic. Oh wow. And okay. then I was in a relationship with somebody for two years who lived down there. So I was there all the time. And then right. Um, and then, you know, it was always my plan to be down there about 50% of the time or more. And I wasn't planning on expanding my real estate because I really believe in having a niche, but, um, I have so many clients and there's so much crossover between Manhattan Mm. and Miami and people were just pushing me to get my license. And so I was like, you know what? I will. So, um, I'm partnering up with somebody down there and, um, you know, my director of operations is getting licensed right now too. And I'm really excited about it. Oh, that's fantastic. So you, yeah. you'll, you'll go back and forth and you've got a team in each place. And so that's that you will juggle that. Yes. Wow. That sounds like a lot. That sounds like a lot. Okay. So tell us about the podcast that kind of was born out of, uh, this passion that you have for this industry. The, the, and I love that your focus is really on the relationship part of it. I think yeah. that's, that's, I'm sure that comes through with everybody you work with. I hope so. Um, so the podcast, I did it because I thought it was a cool idea. And a couple of people told me that it would be a good idea. So I decided to do it. And and I, I said, you know, I think this would actually be really fun for me because I love hearing people's stories. And I love especially successful people who have failed multiple times. I want to hear their story and I want them to share it with the rest of the world because so many people fail and quit. Yes, 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 absolutely. Yes, because they're they're afraid. They're so uh, they become afraid. And what would you, what do you think your do you have advice for the people that um I mean it's easy to say don't quit. Um what are your thoughts around trying to encourage somebody to 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 get up and and keep going? Look, I mean there's that quote failure is the mother of success. <laughs> most of the most successful entrepreneurs in the world have failed numerous times before they hit the jackpot, right? Right. Before they succeeded and they learned from every failure. So I think if you appreciate your failures and I failed so many times and I still fail all the time, but I've learned to appreciate it at the end of the day, because I know that it's going to help me the next time around. Right. Things better or to do it the right way or to not make that mistake. Right. So I think we need to embrace our failures and um and and use them as, you know, learning. They might they might stink at first, you know, but stay (laughs) down there for a minute, really think about it and learn from it. Yes. Yes, because right now it's interesting, uh, great timing 
having you on the show. We're we're doing a series right now in the pivot. So it's that, that very thing that you're talking about. It's either internal, external, something happens and there's a shift. So yeah. it could be something like a perceived failure. And I have to say, I'm really not even that crazy about that word. You know what I mean? I mean, mm-hmm. when, when you think of, of like a scientist, they are doing these different experiments. They have, you know, sort of maybe a theory or something that they're trying to find or prove or what have you. So they have to keep trying all these different times and all these different ways. And, um, and they will, you know, each thing, each time they've learned something else to take it to the next round and the next round and the next round. So um, I really like that idea that I think as long as you're moving forward, whatever forward looks like, and it might not be a, it's well, it's not going to be a straight line. It's going to be a little off to the left, a little off to the right, maybe a couple steps back. And then you just, but just to keep going, I mean, just to keep it going, whatever that is. And I think there are going to be so many shifts along the way too. Um, what what would you say? Okay, so I love your advice of um, embracing the failure and um, that it, you'll be helped the next time around. Is there any, do you have any other thoughts around, you know, how to kind of keep, keep the energy level to the point of wanting to, to go forward again? Not, no, see, and I think for a lot of people, don't you agree that it's, I don't know what's going to happen. I'm afraid to try again. Look, I mean, I think it depends on every circumstance, right? Like maybe there's an idea that's just not going to work, but maybe you have another idea that you can start uh, with, right? Or maybe your idea will work, but you just need to tweak it a little bit. Or, mm-hmm. um, you know, maybe you need to just take a little break because they actually mm-hmm. say longer you you take like the the roadblocks or you know kind of the the pauses um that happen that are kind of out of your control actually allow you to think about what you're doing a little bit more and maybe do it better and that's what mm-hmm. i've heard, been told um mm. so i would just say take a little pause and try and learn from it and do something to take care of yourself, some yes. some self-care and pamper yourself a little bit, regain your energy, be grateful for something, and then get back on the horse. Yeah. <laughs> yes. Exactly. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that that is um that is really good advice. And you know, it's so interesting because I feel like a lot of us are out in this space saying similar things, right? Which is wonderful. And I don't want to say, I don't know if I say, and yet there's still a need. There's still a need because there are still people out there who need that encouragement or, you know, I might need it tomorrow. You might need it next week, right? It's, It's just an ongoing thing where we need to, you know, connect and, it, it feels like you have to hear something again and again and again and again, right? Sometimes, yeah, I agree. <laughs> Sometimes I need a little boost myself. We all do. We're all human. Right. You know, right. so yeah. Exactly. 
Okay, so um, you're doing the podcast, you're enjoying it. And do you find that a lot of industry people are, is that is that what you're, um, is it more industry based? I mean, I, I listened to the episode I listened to was a, a bodybuilder that had been in yeah. the military. So, so it's not necessarily industry based. No, it's more about entrepreneurship and, okay. um, you know, success and, and, and failure and, you know, people's childhood up through where right. they are now. Yeah. Right. Got it. Was there anything else, Kelly, that you feel like we didn't get to cover that you you would like to cover before you give us all the places we where we can find you? I want to be sure you got in everything you wanted to get in. Thank you. No, I, I think I did. I mean, um, you know, I know that you talk about in, you know, in your business and coaching and um, the articles that I've read on you, you know, vulnerability mm-hmm. and being yourself. And I think mm-hmm. that is so important. And it's especially for women, because if you're a successful woman, woman, you tend to many times, and I see this with a lot of people, you tend to bring that home with you. If you're an alpha, if you mm-hmm. have to be an alpha, mm-hmm. you tend to bring that home with you. And I think it's so important to come home at the end of the day and embrace your femininity and be vulnerable and Ooh. be open. Right. And, um, you know, let somebody do something for you once in a while. I mean, that's one of the hardest things for me is to let other people help me. And, um, and I've learned that that it's just so important and you can be successful. You don't have to be tough. Ooh, I love that. Yes. Don't have to be tough. Okay. So. Because I've been talking, I've been thinking a lot about women and their level of confidence and wanting to really encourage them to sort of raise the bar to kind of, you know, uh, work through some of the fears and get the confidence up. How would you, how would you define like being a badass? Because I, I would say that, I mean, I met you minute one, I would say you're badass, but I also think at the same time that you're very feminine, absolutely beautiful. And so the where how like I'm thinking the badass, but then how would I guess how would you define being tough? Like let's not be that. So being well, I'll go ahead. I'm trying to I'm ready to you answer. You know, I think being tough and having a thick skin are two different things, right? Okay, like you have right. to be resilient. Um, and keep on going, but I think you don't have to be tough. You don't have to be combative. You don't have to be a tough negotiator. I come from a place of empathy with my negotiations and that works in my industry because I'm dealing with emotional purchases and sales. Um, You don't have to be a baller. You can be empathetic, soft, feminine person and still be a kick-ass. Yes. Yes. Yes, exactly. <laughs> I love it. <laughs> oh, okay. I love it. I love it. Okay. This has been so fantastic. Tell us all the many places we can find you. Okay. So my website is kellyrobinsonnewyork.com spelled out. Um, and my Instagram is Kelly Robinson, New York spelled out. And also the Instagram for my podcast is Kelly minds her manners, manners with an O and 
Yeah. That's okay. where you can find me. Okay. So I Kelly Robinson, New York. That's your website. Just that's my website, and it's right. also my Instagram handle. Got it. Got it. Got it. Got it. Yeah. Okay. Because uh, right. Okay. I just want to make sure I get all that right, both uh, here and then also in the in the sh- as they say in the show notes. Wonderful, Kelly. Oh my gosh. What an absolute delight it's been to spend this time with you. I am so excited to have made this connection and um, just I feel really inspired and pumped up to uh, be more, be more, more to other women and anybody else in my life that uh, needs that little boost of a, of good, of a good word or, a, you know, some encouragement. I just think it's so much better when we connect and work for each other, right? Great. A hundred percent. We need to lift each other up and support each other as women. Great. Thank you, Kelly. I really treasure our time together. Me too. And I can't wait to interview you. (laughs) All right. Bye. Bye. It really can be the small steps that lead to big changes over time. There are several best-selling books on that very topic, so it must be a thing. Kelly gets it. She started a podcast, and she's expanding her real estate business to Miami. While those are bigger things, they took small steps to realize. Grateful for all of it, you will no longer find her just hanging at the cheese table. She'll be connecting with others finding out how they turn their missteps into progress because she's curious, empathetic, and relational. And now a closing prayer. Look for the pauses. May you know when it's time to take care of yourself and be grateful for all that is before the desire for more. And may you embrace it when things don't go your way, for there is value in that step. As you take another one, you are richer, wiser for having taken that very first one. Amen. If you have the chance, let somebody do something for you. Be unabashed. Be you. (laughs) 